You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. We all have a way that we want our brand to be positioned and perceived. But is that the same as our company culture? Mm, Not sure. Well, let's talk about that as we get into it and dive deeper right now here on Pause on the Play, where it's amazing to see you as we challenge you to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here along with my co-host India Jackson to get the dialogue going. So today, Indy and I, again, want to talk about company culture. The other piece is public image. And often company culture and public image, yeah, they get conflated and it gets messy and it's confusing. And we want to clear out some of that confusion and we hop right in. So I'm going to go ahead and let you listen in without further ado. I feel really special because I can say good afternoon. I'm normally saying good morning. Good afternoon, India. (laughs) Good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm always like, good morning. It is not morning. And (laughs) either way, like I'm excited to talk, which I normally am. So I wanted to talk for a second about a concept that I think I like the way that we laid this out previously. So I kind of wanted to do it again. So we had an episode a little while ago where we talked about psychographics versus demographics. And I liked how we... If you haven't listened to that yet, let me go ahead and plug it. You should probably check that out. (laughs) There we go. We've gotten a lot of interesting feedback about that one. Yes, because I think it laid out something that people may have had the information given to them as if they were the same thing in a lot of ways. And I think it can sometimes cause confusion. So I think being able to really explain where it may be overlap, but also where there were stark differences really was beneficial to that conversation. And I wanted to bring that specific method back as we talked about um, company culture and public image, because they sound like two different things, but I hear them so often talked about as if they are the same thing. And I've heard it come up in conversations in the community. It has come up, um, I'm watching people do it online, facepalm, like, what are you doing? (laughs) And (laughs) with clients where they will sometimes take one effort or action that they've taken and they think it's going to do something and that's not really what it's for. 
that's not really the goal that it's going to achieve. So I felt like it would be helpful for us to lay out the differences between company culture and public image. So I want to start by kind of giving you a little bit of what I think company culture is. And then, India, I'd like to hear from you on what, you know, you think public image is. And I want to preface this by acknowledging that both of these concepts, company culture and public image, are large concepts. And they include a lot of aspects, a lot of different actions that can be taken. There's a lot of pieces to it. So these are not fully encompassing definitions that's like you're like live and die by this thing. This is an overarching kind of like umbrella of what it is. But just know there's a lot of pieces to it and the world's constantly evolving. So you want to allow your representation and definition of things to do the same. So when I think about company culture, how I process it and how I support people with it, I feel like it's like how you do what you do, the way you operate within your team, which then shows up in how you support your students, your um, coaches, the clients that you have. I think it's, you know, what are the challenges that you want to be addressed with the work that you do? How is it that you support your team members? What do you prioritize as a team? What is it that you will and will not do within your organization that sets the tone for everything else that you are going to do or not do? So I think it really does play into you know, what's kind of the inner workings and how does that then inform what you do forward facing? Yeah. I mean, and I think that it's important to note that (laughs) I hope you have done implicit to explicit and you have formulated that company culture. You have shaped that company culture based on your company values, which are different than your brand values, but so, so important. Because when you have looked at company values, you're able to then decide what you will do and what you won't do about how you operate, how you address challenges when they come up, what you prioritize, what you don't prioritize, and everything else based on what matters most to you and your team. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, don't you have an episode on Fall Your Fire about company values and brand values? I do. Oh, you put me on the spot, so I'm going to look it up while we're talking. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't remember which episode that is. (laughs) I'm just like, wait, because they're going to be like, well, what is that? (laughs) I need to know what that is. But I feel like it's important. And it'll be listed, so you can go look it up as well. And we'll have it in the show notes. (laughs) Like, I'm savvy. It's episode number 44, Own Your Values, Brand, Company, and Personal. There we go. Because (laughs) I... Because what she said was accurate. And I was like, wait, I need y'all to know the differences there too. But you are absolutely accurate. I don't think you can figure out what company culture is without first understanding and having an explicit um, concept of your own values and then how that informs these other things within the professional work that you do. And Uh, so I think, tell me. I was going to say, I agree with the sentiment of where you're going and I don't Mm -hmm. think that you can strategically decide the direction you want that to go in without doing that first. However, I do think you can figure out where your company culture is because you already have one. You just might not like it. (laughs) 
you well, might not yes, like this. what that is. I'm going to I'm going to 100 percent agree with that. So in having something that you actively are choosing that you want, that is different than like, well, we didn't this do what this. We got all right. <laughs> we did this on purpose. So this is where we are. So, yes, I will agree with that completely. So but this is also the reminder. Don't let it be something that happens to you. Do it for yourself by choice. So all that to be said, I think that often it is conflated with some of the concepts that I think are part of public image. So can you share what you consider public image to be? Sure. Um, I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind for me, and I could give you a long, beautiful definition, right? But are you really going to remember that while you're listening to this podcast and driving to and from someplace or working out in the gym or whatever it is you do when you listen? Probably not. So keeping it simple, to me, public image is your public reputation like pretty simple. And that public reputation is made up of quite a bit of things. So what is your track record? You know, what would somebody say about you if they had to mention the name of your business, your brand, or you as an individual representative of all the above to someone else when you're not in the room to hear what they said? I need you to say that again, because I need people to understand that they're not always in the room to control that narrative. Yes. What is someone introducing you as or saying about you when someone else asks when you are not in the room? I had somebody recently say it in a way that I think I I liked how it was prefaced and it's that what is the most important part about you that still exists in the room, even if you're not there? Mm -hmm. And that most important part, right? I like the way that that's worded, but you don't get to decide what that is. The people- The public decides that for you. And so that could be that this person is super, super fun and like outrageous and everything that they touch is going to be freaking awesome. Or that could be that they're like mad, rude and unresponsive. (laughs) You don't get to decide what that is. The point of public image that matters is it's the public that has determined the image. Agreed. Now, when we think about that, uh, I do think it's important to break down, okay, so what might encompass these things? And when I think about some of the things that go into how someone would decide to talk about you when you're not in the room or describe you to someone else if they ask, because it doesn't always have to be this gossipy thing, it could be a curious thing, um, is looking at when I think about track record, uh, you know, how has someone on your team treated them, right? If they've engaged with your brand, whether that be uh, sending a, a DM through social media or coming to your place of business and partaking in the services, um, if you're a virtual-based business, maybe it's joining one of your webinars, what would they say about that experience? That also determines that. That's a part of your track record. Um, so what I think about that, I think about kindness. I think about the overall energy, uh, your, your company culture is probably going to show up a little bit in your public image if people have engaged. And also we need to take a look at the actual brand as well. And when I think about that, I think about your brand identity. So the things that you hopefully strategically selected based on values and the public image you wanted to have, like your colors, your logo, depending on the type of brand you are. Maybe you have a mascot. Um, 
whoever is the spokesperson or face of your brand, what is their personal appearance? Are they wearing suits and ties? Are they black like they're going to a funeral or are they colorful? You know, are they dressed casually? And then also the brand messaging. So your social media presence, uh, what is the messaging there? What are the words being said that you would be known for constantly talking about? Um, what is being talked about on your podcast? Is diversity happening there if you have guests? So I want to pause you. I actually want to throw a few things out. And I want to hear you to kind of tell me like quickly, yeah. like, is it company? Is it, you know, company culture? Is it public image? Because sometimes I think people like being able to really showcase that in action, I think is important. And I often think that sometimes people are like, oh, well, it's just me. So it's all public image and not understanding that even as a company of one, you still have a company culture. Well, thank you for disrupting because I could go on and on. There's like a long list of things that compile a public image. <laughs> that <laughs> well, could be no. like a whole hour of conversation. Well, but that's where I'm like, wait, don't tell them all the things yet. I want to, I'm curious to kind of explore where people are going to go with that. So I want to, I want to give something. If something comes up for you, by all means, pause me and, and you can hop in. But um, I'll kind of start with an obvious one, uh, a company handbook. What is that? Mm. So I don't think that the majority of the public gets to see that. And because of that, I would say that that goes into your company culture. However, if you are a company with 250 employees <laughs> and you are having like a constant stream of coming and going of team, because it's just a really big company then yeah, your company handbook might be a part of your public image because of the yes. sheer volume. Yes, I love that. And that that is that is an accurate answer. So ding, 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 correct. <laughs> I love that. I was going to say, do you feel any differently about that? No, I think it's I think it's very accurate because I think too often people underestimate the um, power of a functioning and beneficial company handbook. And they simply think it's something that they create. It's, it creates dust in the corner because they don't ever touch it again. And they don't understand how it can set the tone purposefully or, you know, intentionally or unintentionally for so many things. And people will use it to, to inform so many other pieces of their business, some of which are like actually front facing and do impact their public image. So I think that it is it is a part of it. And it that isn't really thought about often enough. I really think they're intertwined because I mean you're also infusing some pieces that determine your public image. They're not your public image, but mm -hmm. they are factors in into that company handbook. So did you decide to just like black and white text this with no logo? Or did you decide to have a designer on your team or external actually insert the company logo and some of the company messaging in there and use the company colors? Like, did you take the time to make it beautiful or does it feel like an afterthought? Right. And and let's just think about it. Even if I give you a super tangible thing that I've, I've supported a team through, and that's creating these values that show up in this handbook that then inform the culture fit interviews that you have now done to a public facing job posting, which that job posting has been infused with your values that 
how they actually show up in action live, guess where? In that company handbook. Mm -hmm. You put that posting on LinkedIn or whatever other job um, board that you like or you're sharing it directly with people, guess what? That is informing your public image. Yes. Uh, And we've seen an interesting range of job announcements that people have up from this was really well thought and I know exactly what to expect from this company internally and externally versus here's how much this pays and it has this amount of hours available and that's kind of that. Okay, bye. And that's it. It's like, (laughs) you're just going to drop, just going to drop the mic and roll out. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I want to work with you. I don't know anything about you. (laughs) So what else do you have on your list? Um, Honestly, one of the things that comes up for me is, and I think you kind of laid it out, but it's, how can I put it? It's probably a gross understatement, but I'm going to go with the first way I can think of off the top of my head to explain it. And it's your um, brand photography. Mm, I think that's both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason I say that uh, is because I see brand photography a little different than maybe other people do. Um, that if all of your brand photography, when you have a team, is only including headshots of the the like CEO or founder, hey. you failed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, womp <Yes. laughs> It's already happened, so you know. Hey, we're here. Well, let's talk about what we can do about it, right? right? I think it's so important to give a hint of what your company culture is and your brand photography. And yes, sometimes we have online-based businesses and our team members are remote in different countries or different parts of our country or whatever that may be. And so physically getting them there for a shoot might be challenging. But there are ways around that to be able to show what it feels like for someone on your team or the owner of the company or the CEO of the company to interact with other humans. That human interaction is so important because you are literally showing people on your website, on your social media, on your email newsletter, and anywhere else you're going to use these pictures, flyers, you name it, what it feels like to be in a room with somebody from your brand. Without that, I have no idea energetically, like in my heart and soul, what it's going to feel like to interact with someone from this company. Absolutely. So it sounds like, again, while the aspects of it may fall under company culture or public image, that it informs both. You agree? Yeah, it's intertwined. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the other things that comes up for me is where you are choosing to participate as a public speaker or a mentor or a keynote, uh, essentially what are some of the events that you're saying yes to? (laughs) Oh, you're throwing the heavy hitting questions right now. But I think that that's still both. I think that most people will instantly go to public image because you're showing up in the world And these are your press features and things like that. And that's Mm -hmm. true. This is a part of your public image when someone from your brand or you, the owner, goes out and steps on a stage. And at the same time, there are implications of that decision that go into your company culture. 
because the decision to do that is part of you determining how you operate as a company. Not every company has to say yes to public speaking engagements and being out in the media. Um, that's a choice. And that choice has some implications as well if you have not done the work on the back end of your brand to be able to support whoever this person is stepping outside of the company to go do this other thing. I agree. I agree. And I think it is something that is heavily informed by your values and the impact that you hope to make as you live those values out loud in what you're saying yes to, what you say no to, what you actively participate in or not. Agreed. Um, I can think of several examples where, you know, there are people who do public speaking on behalf of the company or as their own personal brand. Um, and when they do that, because they have built a company culture that thrives, um, whether they're in the office or not, it's business as usual back at the company culture front. Actually, what they're doing out in the public enhances the company culture because it allows a team to know that they are trusted to keep everything running when this leader is away. And it also means that they've probably invested in their team to have the tools and resources they need to be able to operate without them. And then I've also seen that every time the leader steps out, if that's not in place, the business is in chaos. Right. Right. I agree 100%. So this is another one of those that I think was a really good example because while it, it is, again, informed by both, they're very clear examples of where company culture comes up and where public image comes up. But while it's, they come up individually, it's not one or the other, again. Well, I think as we wrap up this episode, I feel it's important to address what I feel like is an elephant in the room for me. And that's that we can think that company culture is behind the scenes and public image is in front of the scenes. And traditionally that's been true. And yet we are not in the old world of 10, 20 years ago. We're in the new world where everyone's online, everyone has social media presence and they all talk. And whether they're talking publicly or privately, right? What happens in your company culture, what happens behind the scenes eventually is known in front of the scenes at some point. And so I think that when we can prioritize what's happening behind the curtain being just as amazing as what's happening in front of the curtain, that is where a brand is going to have longevity and be an integrity. And when we prioritize just one or the other, we come at a risk of either coming across performative when behind closed doors, the brand is doing something totally different. So good luck maintaining great team. Or we come across as um, being amazing behind the scenes and not necessarily continuing to thrive and attract who we want publicly because we haven't infused in our public image all of the amazingness that's happening behind the scenes. So I think that both are important and they need to be aligned. And I'm seeing more and more, uh, and I want to hear from you, Erica, if you're seeing something similar, that you know, there's these brands out here that have a beautiful public image and maybe they didn't invest in much in their company culture and their teams are leaving them. And 
I think sometimes that these leaders would like to think that like, oh, this is their dirty little secret. Nobody's going to know, but that's not always true. We know. (laughs) I see you. I see you. Um, I, I agree. And I think what happens is that I too often will find people that are so focused on how they appear to the public that they neglect to prioritize the importance of what is happening within their organization. Or they prioritize what's happening in their organization so much that people have an idea of who and how they are that isn't accurate because you have not taken the reins of your public image. And I don't think that you can thrive in today's environment and not take both intentionally and craft them and understand that some of it, you don't have, like you said, you don't have a choice in it. People are going to kind of decide it for you, but your actions or lack thereof will decide whether or not there's any space for it to evolve or not, or devolve if you, you messing up. Cause unfortunately <laughs> I've seen some of that too, but I think you need, both. And I think that as many things uh, that fall under the umbrella of company culture or fall under the umbrella of public image, both are important, both intersect, and both are necessary to create an environment internally as well as forward-facing that you enjoy, that you know you are creating the type of impact that you want to create, And that you are able to partner and co-create that with those that are not only on your team, but are choosing to partake in what it is that you provide. So don't underestimate the importance of both aspects and concepts. Mm, So powerful because you're right. It definitely determines the client experience as well when you have an amazing company culture and when you don't, you know, uh, And I'll also say that we've seen firsthand where these companies that are investing the time to prioritize a great thriving workplace where their team feel like they have accountability and they're also supported, well supported. Um, They typically don't have a hard time filling new roles and new opportunities and filling them with another amazing human being once that position becomes available or new positions come available. We're seeing businesses expand even at the un- weird times we've had since 2020 <laughs> mm-hmm. because they've taken the time to invest in their people and make sure that they're truly supporting their team. And they know what that support actually is because they're co-creating it with their team versus I know what you want. I'm going to give you this because I am the authority. (laughs) Yes. They're asking great questions and they're listening to the feedback. And taking action on it. And I think that in itself is a big, big concept there. So if I could share one thing, um, and I'd love to hear from you if you agree with me on this, but I would love to have those that are a company of one, or a company of many, to choose one thing that they might not know the answer to, 
within their organization that would benefit company culture and public image. Ask and actually be willing to receive the answers from those you're working with, team or clients. Mm. Yeah, you covered it for me. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. Uh, so, if I had to come up with something else, I would say if you haven't already, head on over to pauseontheplay.com slash explicit and sign up for Implicit to Explicit Leading Through Your Values Masterclass so that you have an idea of what your values even are that you're going to be infusing into your company culture. Because we've seen some brands infuse fun and have such a playful, innovative workplace. We've seen other people prioritize family and peace and rest. And both of those are beautiful company cultures and they're completely different. Absolutely. So I'm going to agree. Go on over, sign up today. Pauseonaplay.com forward slash explicit. Thanks, Indy. Thank you. One of the beautiful things about what we do is we're able to clearly lay out where things are different as well as where they're similar, but also making sure that we are reminding you that that does not mean that you can just do one thing and it just takes care of everything. Because us laying out what public image is and what company culture is and why those separate aspects can lead you to some similar outcomes, but you still need them separately. That to me was one of the biggest things that I was so happy, really got laid out amazingly in this episode. And India was 100% right. If you don't have your value set to be able to inform company culture or public image, it just doesn't work. So like we both mentioned, I'm going to again have you going over to pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit so you can sign up for implicit to explicit today. As you listened, as you got what helps you, what supports you, what is going to serve your team, I want to thank you for being willing to be here and removing stigma and creating real change as you take in our conversation and you connect with us. Together, we're all crossing lines and recreating boundaries because we want to support and not separate. So again, together, let's continue getting more people dropping the veil as they challenge their thoughts, feelings, and actions. So until the next time. Keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity and what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?